the you kind of like this guy, but when you can't decide between the filet o fish or the Big Mac, and he says, I'll get you both. Thank you. You definitely <laughs> like this guy meal. Get it at McDonald's when you get two of your faves for just six bucks. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Back for more Baldi's action. Oh, we're back, all right. Best uh, male actor. Best male actor. This category is so large it barely fit on the screen. I had to I had to make adjustments to our video to make it work. Um, and our female list is only seventy five percent as big. Uh, do you think <laughs> that we should start at the bottom or the top? I just see a wall of text let's right just, now. You None know what? Let's just go sense. down. Let's just go down and, let, and make her make her cases for these guys. And maybe we can be like, oh, this guy's going to drop. You know, I don't know. I fucking don't know. Um, <laughs> this is going to be hard. All right. Chris, Chris Connor, Connor is Poe. Poe. I really like this guy. It, it's it's entertaining tough. as hell. One of these days, we're going to have to, uh, if we get big enough and we, we get a staff or something, we should do, we should do guests or um, either guest spot or supporting because like this guy's really good and in a supporting role he right. would may, might be capable of stealing the show but he's just a really cool character um like yeah. this artificial intelligence that run this hotel and he's got uh like some kind of psych psychology degree he runs a he has like all the psychology right doesn't he get a psychology I, degree during the he, show yeah i think he's, he's like it's like he a applies for it. like just, we're like right. we need you to go in and how, how could you possibly do that yeah and he goes hold on i have a psychology degree yeah <laughs> and then and he does he does virtual psychology on a like ingram of a mentally damaged young girl in a uh-huh in a computer construct, it's 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 cool. It's cool. He's he's uh, it's it's a great concept. And the character is super entertaining. Like yes. every time he was on screen, were probably the most enjoyable parts for me of that show. Yeah, yeah. And he's like badass too because he can like the the hotel he manages has guns. inexplicably has <laughs> formidable countermeasures. Oh yeah. Uh. So it's yeah. Great character. Great character. Mm-hmm. Um. Jared Harris, though, oof, boy, buddy, uh, Poe is really going to take a take take a slacking here as uh, Captain Francis Crozier from mm-hmm. the Terror. I mean, I've always liked Jared Harris, and the first time I ever saw him is in Mad Men. I saw mm-hmm. him in a couple British things. Uh, I think he's spectacular as kind of like the OPA separatist in the Expanse. Um, and the range that he has is yeah. pretty impressive. Like he's he goes through a full arc. Oh, in this show? In yeah. I just meant across the board, like that oh, actor right. uh, playing something different every time. And here he he brings this gravitas that he absolutely needs in this role. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't work if you don't right. believe that the men are going to follow him. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I thought this performance was great. And like you said, yeah, he does go through an arc. Yeah. I mean, even just his alcoholism, right? Like that that depression and fear manifesting in a drinking problem and that was probably already there before oh yeah it became so much worse and then his recovery from it right when he when he realizes that everyone's kind of lives depend on him um yeah yeah i think it's amazing also when you think about how this is a really nice portrait of this character through essentially two and a half years of hell Mm-hmm. Um, and it never feels like oh god we had a you know one year time jump and what the like it's I mean that's a lot of writing and direction too, but uh, oh, it is. It's I mean, good just character work, but he plays it as well as he needs to. Uh, then on the other end of the spectrum, we've <laughs> got uh, Adam Negatius uh, as Cornelius Hickey. This is a man instead of who rises through the challenge uh, is a man who's essentially broken and corrupted by by the experience. Um, I mean, I think playing I mean, he's frightening playing a complex villain that's scary is very hard. Yeah. 
And this guy also starts off like I I could have seen him as a heroic figure too. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like go this like kind of misunderstood route. Um, but uh, I don't know. He I, I I thought I thought he was really really interesting and and genuinely frightening in in places as like this kind of pseudo crazy cult leader that that emerges amongst the men. Yeah, and I think basically all of that comes down to his acting because yeah. he doesn't have any kind of intimidation factor no. physically. Uh uh-uh. uh So it's really just what he brings to the role. It's what he's willing, yeah, and what he's willing to do. Yeah. Uh, Tobias Menzies. Are, are we like organizing any of these? No, nah, I'm just kind of like going by and talk okay. just to give people uh, like a grounding. It's gonna take a while. Yeah. Um, big category. Do you, do you want them to start sorting? Because these guys all seem like they belong at the top. Maybe Poe. You can. Yeah, send that's down. what I was thinking. Like start swinging Poe down the list. Okay. Uh, do I put him at the bottom? <laughs> that seems mean. Fuck it. We're going to put him at the bottom. That's what uh, you want, Jim. That's what I heard you wanted. Um, yeah, that is what I wanted, yeah. Okay, so Bias Menzies, you might notice, notice him as the ineffectual uh, Tully, uh, Edmure Tully on mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. He was the second in command of this expedition, uh, Commander James Fitzjames on the Terror. I think he's definitely the third... Like, these are all great performances, but he's the third banana of a very, very good cast. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Also an interesting kind of of arc, because he's kind of, like, poised to be the shit, and he winds up finding some kind of nobility, and... Yeah, his death scenes, or I guess everything, like, leading up to his death is fantastic, and the actor is doing such heavy lifting there. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, if I'm thinking of a moment in the terror that stands out... His final scenes are mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. I, I didn't really. I, I guess I don't know. I, I I make this mistake too much. You play like a lightweight on television, like some kind of dandy, and I just yeah. like think that that's who you are until you show me otherwise. Kind of same way Jared Harris. I always thought he was uh-huh. kind of a mousy, kind of prissy sycophant, and then he plays two kind of like commanding dynamic characters. Like, oh fuck, Jared Harris. It's almost like yeah. you can act <laughs> and right. completely, completely put on different personalities and faces. Yeah. Oh boy, this is where I really struggle. West Chatham as uh, oh, Chatham, man. Chatham as Amos Burton because cast didn't make the list. What's happening with this list? It's uh, this is all invalid. Uh, I okay. I we fought. We we already fought this. Well, maybe not because I think I made this list up. Yeah, um, I don't think we did. Do you uh, want to put? Because I I think that there's no way he's better than either of these two guys. So like, what's the argument? You might be right about that, but the argument is he should probably be mentioned because he got his. Uh, I guess heavy heaviest duty stuff to do yeah. this season. Sure, uh, with you know the, the story behind his family. Oh yeah, yeah. Like all, so. all that stuff, I felt was pretty powerful. I, I thought the haunted Rossinati of last season was pretty good for where he was kind of like going stir crazy and starting to talk to the ship and yeah, that, that was good. But I don't know. I felt like he really came into his own as a character this season, and I feel like the performance was largely what carried that so do you want me to put it on here and we can perhaps and then we can take him off swell and say it, he's uh, not as good as uh, amos swell or? it over 30 you want to go 29 uh, unfortunately the screen just doesn't have enough okay. room for him I so thought that would carry the day that's but that's a problem i i think this is actually my one of my favorite performances this year but i can't defend it as good can i I mean, I mean, it's flat I, but it's good like, i don't even know it's that flat like i, I like this guy Goes from giving like high heel walking lessons in one scene to like one of the most badass lines. I am that guy uh, that I've seen probably in the last five years. It's 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 just a great fucking moment. Yeah, I mean, West West Chatham is 
able to, with the same affect, play uh-huh. both comedy and menace. Yeah. In a way that I really haven't seen from another actor. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. Uh, he's he's one of the best things about that show. He's also- we all know what the best thing is. It's Miller. He didn't make this list, unfortunately. Why didn't he make the list then? Because you made the list. Well, no, I. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Amos is on here, and nobody else. <laughs> I think that's an Aaron no, list. If I've never no, seen David, one. No, uh, Class Class Ashford is on here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, we can put. I, I thought we had this argument, and the thing is, like, can a guy get on a list for being in three episodes of a season for five minutes? Right. I mean, he uh, does. Like, he does a really great job, and made me like his Miller character. Yeah. And I'm, I, I mean, know he does he's a not... great job at playing like a essentially an alien. <laughs> Right, who's being scrambled through some kind of communications field and mm. is trying to describe concepts to essentially a monkey, you know, I But honestly if I'm putting if I'm putting uh fuck I can't think of Miller's name, the actor's name. Oh shit. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. That's why he's not on the list. We yep. couldn't think of his name. Yep. Yep. Uh fuck me, he's the Punisher. Uh huh. What Thomas is his name? Jane. Thomas Jane, yes. Uh if I'm putting him on the list, I'm probably putting Steven Strait on the list. No, no. Because See, I think this he, is where it gets his stupid. reactions to Miller were even better than Miller himself. I definitely think he's rounding into because, like, I, that's the one. I mean, I, I still think his performance is, is is okay. It's fine. It doesn't it doesn't take anything off the table. It doesn't it's 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 fine. Mm-hmm. His his holding is exactly what it needs to be. But it's mm-hmm. kind of like. The same thing I could say about Kit Harrington's Jon Snow. It's not a role that allows you to fly. It's a yeah. very restrained, button-down, mm-hmm. kind of everyman type of, type of role. It's true. Um, so I, I don't know. This, this, this is the fucking table you sat before. Are you eating it or not? Uh, I mean, I can't, again... I, don't know, I can eat without Miller. Do you, do you think... Uh, so we talk about West Jatham. How about David Strathern as Klaus Oshford? And, and his counterpart, Drummer? Drummer, spin the drummer, spin the drummer. Yeah, um, I do. You think that he deserves to go higher than Amos? Does he go higher than uh, the expanse? Does the bet? Does the uh, does the old salty asteroid look, belt pirate go over the surly psychopath from Baltimore? I don't think the character is quite as likable. I I want to say. David Strathern has a harder thing to do because of that accent. Mm. It's, yeah. That's a hard fucking accent. And mm-hmm. especially when you're, in some scenes, literally playing opposite Diogo, who yeah. crushes that accent. Right. I felt like his accent was a little, left a little to be desired. Oh, I, I had a good time emulating on the podcast. <laughs> right. His, 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 his addresses to his crew on the behemoth were, behemoth? Yeah. I, but really but he brings a, a much-needed charisma to that character. He looks like a grizzled piece of beef jerky that stayed he out does. in ra- hard radiation for 30 years. Like, the yeah. makeup, the makeup, the scarred, the deeply scarred makeup helps him out with that gravitas. He looks like a man who might have been on fire in a spacesuit before. Yeah. Um, and he's got that kind of ruthlessness, too. Um, yeah, I mean, he's charming, he's ruthless, he's uh, at times scary, at times, like, your best friend. Okay, um, it's it, it's a, a wide ranging performance, frankly. Uh, now let me ask you this: Can any of these, either of these gentlemen, rise above, say, a Tobias Menzies? Because I actually would put both of them above uh, the uh, James Fitzjames from the Terror. Yeah, but that might be as high as they go. I don't know that I can. 
You wouldn't put Wes and get them over Harris or Cornelius Hickey. Negatious. Yeah, it's not as it's not as not as a meaty role. All right, well, that's a little bit. That's, that's a summarizing for you guys. Still in the top five. Yeah. All right. Here's a Jeffrey Wright is Bernard Lowe. This is controversial uh, from Westworld because I think this guy did amazing work with weak material. Like he really sold the shit out of a fragmented memory robot who's leaking cerebral f- fluid through his ear holes and trying to piece together his memories and um I don't think that mystery held up to 10 episode scrutiny as well as they wanted it to and as well as the central kind of core mystery in season 1 did but I can't yeah. fault this guy for doing it I no. mean but yeah. I also just didn't like to roll as much this year so um, what do you do? Those are tough. Like, I, I find it hard to tease out performance from character sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it's fine because Westwood had an off year. I'm fine with these guys slipping out of the, the top 10. And the next guy, uh, Zan McLaren as Akichida, 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 I think it's Akichida from Westworld was, I mean, he had some stuff he was doing in the background of some episodes and he's pretty f- prominent in the finale, but his kind of like, you know, singular hour-long episode was the best. I think the best thing on Westworld, um, and it was just cool seeing this guy speak this authentic, you know, Native American language and having this kind of like. A, the, and there's like a, this ni- nice little twist in that storyline. How you think he's talking this one character, but he's actually talking this other character. Um, like him going through this hero's journey of you know this idyllic life, and he's plunged in hell, and then he. Uh, meets his creator who gives him a divine mission like it's it's really from a story and mythological it it hangs together uh so it's like a great actor this guy's also hansi from um uh, fargo season two if if, if you uh, didn't didn't see uh season two of westworld uh so i think he should go i think he should go instantly higher than jeffrey Wright. i just don't know how high he should go like i put him above the expanse boys um, but just because of the size of his role, I don't think he could overtake the, the, the leads of the terror. What do you think? Yeah, I'm trying to remember the defining scenes for Jeffrey Wright in Westworld. It's um, him screaming and holding his head a lot in wet clothes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember Zahn's defining scene. It was with Maeve. Yeah. Uh, or the, the daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was with both technically uh yeah maybe maybe there's just so much less of zon in that series than there is jeffrey i mean you so you don't you don't like putting zon above jeffrey you don't uh it above bernard i'm just trying to think what the range is here of performances because that's that's honestly to me when i think of an actor their range is like one of the yeah. biggest things pretty hard to stoically weep and i think this guy pulled that off uh yeah i don't know i'm in the tank for akicha though but like <laughs> yeah i think you are because i when i look at this list i go okay jeffrey wright had way more to do star he, of the show his, his performance needed to be spot on in more ways than oh yeah like if this just thing... crying uh on screen like he has to play confusion he has yeah. to play desperation and anger and right. like he's got to play all those things believably where Zahn basically had to play stoicism and then a bit of sadness yeah he was also like, like ruthless profound when sadness he goes through, but like, like not when he's much going through his it. hell arc i think he played that kind of haunted uh yeah savagery um 
a compelled savagery, a kind of what, and, and similar to the way like James Marston was playing, kind of like forced to play the villain at points. Um, so I, here's the thing: I don't think these guys are gonna make much noise. Land in the top five, certainly. Okay. Top ten. All right. Uh, okay. So I'd say leave them where they are, and we'll put stuff above them if we need to. What do you think about Bob Odenkirk as Saul Goodman? Uh, pff, man. I mean, it how is many another... years in a row can we say Bob is doing Bob? Like I'm right. It's good. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it was as good as last year, though. And I might be because I'm I just... felt like there were some moments when he doesn't get his license back that were actually really powerful performance wise. Mm. Like just that guy feeling so betrayed and so befuddled and like, why? I, d- I don't understand what's happening here. Like his performance of that stuff was really good. Yeah. And this stuff, and, it, like, and then just like, like his turning on a dime on Kim. Like, yeah, I was thinking that rooftop kind of. Um, yeah, Bob has a way of like switching it on and off. Just like one moment I am the friendliest guy in the room, the next moment I'm stabbing you in the back. You know, I don't think he was the best best actor on his own show. Like I think Ray Seaborn blew, oh, okay. blew, blew yeah. him away. Like she had more stuff to do, and she did everything with him superbly and she had that scene with howard that was like yeah napalm fire and fury <laughs> holy um, shit yeah i don't know i yeah. i i i i thought i thought better call saul was a little bit out off of uh you know the the the, the highs and lows of fuck chuck i thought mm-hmm. it struggled to kind of get into its the the shape of his end game um so i don't know i don't know I I guess I'm just I'm prone to leave things here if uh, I didn't think it was amazing because you okay. know I already know that the two that the guys on top now Dan Stevens this is the thing these these next this. two guys uh, Dan Steven and uh, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's Navid Negaban uh, as sure. Amal Farouk the Shadow King on Legion I mean this is an epic tone poem of a show uh, it's a really cool. Reminds me a lot of, you know, the Peter David run on uh, X Factor back in the day. Uh, It's just really a fun, mysterious, super cool show to watch. And I think that these guys both deserve to go above everybody. Except maybe the Expanse boys. But it's hard because I I know you have seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this uh, the Shadow King is one of the better. I mean, it's it's been a bumper crop for villains this year, but I think he's one of the better ones. Um, and it's just hard to play like some of the shit where you're you're doing dance battles and you're doing dreamscape war and like they're doing this. There's a scene where like David is confronting this giant like tar monster in the form of deformed baby chicken, and it's like. <laughs> It's like monstrous, and as he walks to it, the perspective changes, so by the time he arrives to do battle, it's like less than the size of his shoe, and I mean, that's like a lot of green screen and stuff, but I just feel like that shit is so hard um, to to connect with, uh, playing a genuinely psychotic character. Um, Mm. I just, yeah, I I thought Legion was one of my favorite things to watch this year, but I don't know what to do, because, I mean... Like I said, I think that I put him above the Expanse guys. Maybe. So what do we, what should we do here? It's tough with anything both of us haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like I could put him above Westworld without too much, 
too much fanfare because, you know, neither of us really admired a lot of what Westworld was doing this year, or at least one of mm-hmm. us really was into the Legion shit. So what do you think about that as a... Sure. I don't know. <laughs> like, right. I have no opinion on All this, right. too. Well, you're not going to stump for Westworld, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, it's hard to stump for a show I really didn't like this season, um, even if the performances were okay, characteristically good. Uh, I Charlie Tate is yeah, Wyatt Langmore in Ozark. Uh, yeah. So they've know. been kind of building to this season for this character. Uh-huh. Is this the kid? This is, yeah, one of the kids. There okay. are a lot of kids, but this is... Them kids. Maybe the only male kid. I, I'm no. There's the there's the child of the Lang or of the uh, the main two characters, Laura Linney and what's his fuck, Jason something. Uh, uh, so there are two male children in this, but this is the, the l- let's say the, the antagonist. Okay. Of he's the villain of this series originally yeah i mean he's part of the villains clan the langmore clan mm-hmm. uh they, they've been they've kind of paired him off with the daughter of the the you know jason bateman and and laura linney and kind of they're using that as a way to kind of compare and contrast their classes i've seen this so this is this is like bruce wayne you've on seen gotham him. right yeah yeah you've, yeah you've seen him in stuff probably before but definitely since yeah uh he's kind of starting to blow up and rightfully so i think some of his work with like when when he's asked to sort of express the angst of being born into a shit family Uh with which lives in a shit place and has shit prospects right uh when paired off with this girl who is you know on the run from a drug cartel essentially but also very well off uh and essentially has like rich girl problems right there's there's so much for him to do there and this is the season where it comes to a head and he just fucking nails it Hmm. like as much as she does too she he just i I don't even know how to like obviously i haven't seen the show so i can't like say hey here's the scene where like it's so good and don't you remember that but it really stood out to me as like a landmark performance for him so where would you if you were arguing where would you put this guy um, I'd go. Hmm. You're mucking it up with Legion. Uh, <laughs> the t- I mean, it's de- it, I think it was better than most of the stuff that Fitz James was doing, that Tobias Menzies was doing. Okay. I mean, I think it was, it, it fuck, man. I, I think it was number three so far. Wow. Okay. That's how I feel about it, but I don't like. I don't think we can put it there just based on. Yeah, well, I, we can always push back opinion. later. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here we go. James Franco as both Vincent and Frankie Martino from The Deuce. Was he not as good this season, or did the Frankie character step up so much that it actually became good on both ends of the spectrum? <laughs> I think he was just as good this season as last. Oh, I do too. But does it get less impressive as we see the same? I mean, I, I think you're right. He actually made Frankie an interesting character. If not likable, yeah. like, he gave him something to do. Um, and also, like, the, man, the, the amount of tension I had for his character. Mm-hmm. Like, this man felt like a... This this guy felt like a man who wanted to die, and this is the type of show that would fucking oblige him. Uh, but I've, like, for the first season, I've been like, yeah, just, just for the laughs. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man, Frankie. 
Um, he's just such a he's a likable shit. I I think he's I I think this guy should go above the expand stuff. Like I think this we're in terror level. Yeah. Um, I, I mean we're in like we're kind of out of the genre stuff, right? Right. Like this is now just straight up good shit good ass drama well i mean here's so let's take these guys as a as a triplet because we got uh i think is how you pronounce his name as larry brown from the deuce did, uh, did we give gary carr the award last year was no, he the best no 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 he was no? not he's really like god damn I, I actually think we invert these it goes yeah. gary uh gabinga uh and james and i don't know where they if they if they have to rise and fall as a unit but like Right of the show, yeah. Gary Carr was just really good. Larry Brown was most of the comic relief uh, this season, and, and I thought which like the show needs. <laughs> dude, they gave him some hard shit to do, like those yeah. seduction scenes, and uh-huh. playing a bad actor is tough. I think. Yeah, like you have to bl- like you have to buy him as a street pimp who comes off and can spit like kind of silky smooth flow, or at least porn flow, and and he has to both look extremely uncomfortable but also very comfortable right. totally nude right yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah. that's a hard thing to do right yeah so i i don't know i mean larry's larry is good but man cc is just i think he's on every time level. he steps on screen it's just a dynamic performance can we do like a this number maybe and just leave yeah. these guys here yeah okay uh justin throw is dr james k mantle ray great but again this <laughs> is a, so quirky that maybe it's not it's a guest quite, it's a guest spot too it is yeah i think i i mean i feel like as we get later into the series it becomes less of a guest spot and more of a main character hmm. um because the story at the end kind of revolves a lot around the computer and his relationship with his mom and the, he's got he's got a lot of stuff to do but it's so quirky it's like is this a great performance i right and it's kind of like it's this, a similar role to um, uh, I guess Quirk is a Anthony Hopkins in Westworld this year, where it's definitely an important linchpin, but it's very late and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's almost absent in the first very, like four and, episodes. Uh, yeah, it's very kind of like plot resolutiony too. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? I don't I, know. It's good. My my I, I just think would the, be. I, I just think it's not as a substantial. It's a great quirky yeah. role, but not as substantial as, as to, to rise above anything. Honestly, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, we got some kids. We got some kids. Mm, Julian Hillard this. as young Luke Crane from Haunting of Hill House. He's good, but can he really rise up? Yeah, I mean, the he's list? he's kind of like that Jonathan Lipnitki from uh, was that Show Me the Money to Jerry Maguire. Like he's just I so never fucking, saw that movie really ever. Yeah, he's so fucking cute with the glasses. Like, is he a good actor or is it just like? If I see a kid screaming because he's he's being terrorized by a ghost and like he's having like there's a scene where he has this talk with his twin sister and there's little kids like five six years old and they're just talking about how sad they are because nobody believes them that that this shit is happening to them yeah. and they're breaking my heart but it's because they're adorable children in a shitty right. situation. But I've also seen kids in these roles crater hard. So <laughs> no, I feel like you have to you have to kudos, handicap it both ways. Like kudos to the writers and directors for giving them material that they could that they could handle in a believable way. No, it's it's easier for a kid to to sort of like worm their way into your heart. Yeah. Uh but it's also it, it's also hard for a kid to act at all. Right. So like there's a handicap on both sides of the equation. Right. 
So I guess they just cancel each other out. I'm fine with leaving him in the the, the Justin Thoreau spot okay. of like, yeah. hey, we won. I see what you're doing, and it's good. Uh, but you're not getting in the top probably 10 of the Baldies this year. Yeah. Okay, now here's some interesting stuff. Uh, oh, Bobby man. Cannavale as Colin Belfast. Uh, Stephen James as Walter Cruz. And Shea Wiggum as Thomas Carusco from Homecoming. I've seen the first three episodes of this. Three? Okay. And I see... I see what you... This is this show is Sam Esmail as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like... I think in a more refined way. Yeah. Than Mr. Robot. But it's very recognizably that. Mm-hmm. Um... Even down to like some of the font choices and things he's doing with it, uh, but I mean it's very intensely interesting. I was surprised that it's an interesting twenty-five minute drama, and I was also surprised at how like weird it got right away. And I can, hmm. but but I also don't know. I'm assuming this all builds up into something that's not only incredible in season one, but but doesn't wrap up like this thing seems like something that should wrap up in 10 episodes yeah um so you tell me uh so I, Bobby, from what i've seen i think uh you know walter cruz is doing the most mm-hmm. but bobby kind of i can so already good. see how fun his role is yeah but and bobby he gets a lot more to do in later episodes i didn't even recognize his photo like when he was ranting and raving on the phone it was like five minutes before we actually see him uh-huh i'm like who is this jackass this like <laughs> lightweight corpse like co- corporate uh-huh. ceo sales and marketing guy and it's fucking bobby Cannavale. Yeah. uh so i think he's the one like the walter stands out for but i could see and then shay's just doing like it seems like he just most of the time outside of like uh, Boardwalk Empire, he does this like really restrained, button down kind of clinch jaw roll. Yeah, like and you can tell something's in his bit. Like a but that's the other thing in the second episode. I thought, um, you know, Julia Roberts gave him such a slam, slam the door in your face, Stonewall kind of even on basic info that I was surprised when he went back to headquarters and he was just kind of like, eh, I'm kind of torn about whether I should, t- I should pull up this thread, but I, I also don't know enough about like the story to know where like why like what kind of political pressure is on this like mm-hmm. is this a mandate to like shut this down quietly or is it a mandate to find the truth like i so i don't i don't know but so so i guess i'm asking you i can tell this is a good show but i don't know yeah. how good and i also don't know which of these performances end up being the ones that shine and i'm i'm going to admit that i have a little bit of bias toward bobby Cannavale here because i like that guy's performances across the board. Yeah. And so anytime I see him doing his thing, I just, it's a joy to me. Yeah. Uh, Stephen James as Walter Cruz is probably the best thing in that show though. He is shockingly charming. No shit. Like, right. And I, it, but, like, if he's trying to charm the panties off of Julia Roberts, he's doing a hell of a job Yeah, in those scenes. And it just gets like, they, they have a lot of that relationship going through and the they're whole thing. Playing, so, like, it seems like they're playing with that in early goings of like, is he, working her is he overly attached to her is he just being polite and friend like i don't i don't but yeah he is he's very very charming and also maybe a little because like there's some things where like i i think he's joking but like when he offers to like i think kill a pelican or something there's something a little menacing about it too yeah he he plays menace later he also plays like a good friend to some of the other characters that he's in there with right um there's yeah man he he's really good and I think, like, noting my actual, my obvious bias here to Bobby Cannavale, I want to say Stephen James is probably the best thing in that show. Okay. So maybe we need to swap these around and start moving them up the list as a unit. Or 
I don't know. I mean, you make a good point about Shea Wiggum basically playing Shea Wiggum's characters uh-huh. in in each of these shows right. that he's been in. So maybe we can start to separate the yeah, homecoming I mean, just, cast. Yeah, keep these guys as blocks forever. But like, yeah, how, keep how Steven far... and Bobby together and start moving them up. Because I, I, I have no problem moving these up to like around the Legion without an argument. But, you know, then you have to like to get it over. Like, I actually could go maybe higher than that. Maybe maybe some of the expand stuff or Legion stuff is too low. I don't know. What do you what do you want me to do? Um, Like, I don't I, I can't put it above the deuce because I haven't seen the whole thing. But what do you think? So someone has seen the both. I think these performances are a little bit better than what Tobias Menzies is doing. Uh, Better than your Ozark boy. Probably. Than your boy, Wyatt. Yeah, probably. Better than Amos. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I like Amos a lot. Is we are we at are we at James Franco level? We're we're knocking on knocking on Franco's door, yeah. So like in between Wes and Franco, okay. And uh, I, I don't know that I would put Shea Wiggum that high on this. All right, list. well, like I said, I let's... think Stephen and Bobby deserve to be there, but all right, Shea probably drops down below. Well, we're almost. Through. I feel like we're we're getting close to the end of this list. So let's just keep chunk chunk uh, chunking. Uh, then we got two from Daredevil: Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil, and Vincent D'Onfrio as Wilson Fisk slash Kingpin. Yeah, I, I finished mean, out this season. Honestly, Car- Charlie Cox is really good, but he shines when he's opposite of a really good, like grounded street level villain, not like immortal, unkillable ninja warlocks. Uh-huh. Uh, and Vincent D'Onfrio is a really good Wilson Fisk. Um, yeah, it's no surprise that this is a, a big return to form this year. I don't, I, I don't, but like they are genre work, but I don't know. Charlie Cox is just a really good daredevil, but he is a really good daredevil. I mean, <laughs> uh, do, I, I have no trouble putting these guys up around the expanse level. But I can't put them above anything. They're going to hit like the deuce. The deuce is a hard skill check. Yeah. Uh, like you get to that level and you're kind of on other, you know, and it sounds like a homecoming, too. So, yeah, frankly, I think the homecoming is the the real easily ceiling. where the buck stock stops. For okay. Them. So looks uh, that look good. But I, I would put like even Wes above. Yeah. Wes and probably, honestly, Charlie Tehan above the Daredevil people. Like, I think they're. The Daredevil people are doing so. We're, good we're work. at the Strathern, Strathern level. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like we fucked over Tobias, but it's a tough, tough year for uh, acting. Um, okay, so now we got some Barry. Yeah. Anthony Kerrigan is Noho Hank, uh, who I think is the <laughs> most delightful thing on the show, and Bill yeah. Hader as Barry, which is probably the best. Uh-huh. So, like, I think Noho can rise to the level of like. I mean, I, honestly, Noho is like a Poe. Which means he probably can't win, but he doesn't yeah, deserve to be at the bottom. But he probably should just sit here. Yeah. Bill Hader could rise. Man, Bill Hader's, yeah, he's going up. Bill Hader could rise. This is such to... a nuanced performance. Man, I think it's better than the Daredevil stuff. I've got a number in my mind. I want to see where you land. Okay. Uh, he, where is Odenkirk? I want to make sure he's definitely, oh shit, Bob Odenkirk's way down low. Yeah, he got fucked. Uh. He got fucked by Zon McLarnon. <laughs> I think. McLarnon? I don't know how to say that name. I think he's right at James Franco. Aha! 
Number six was going to be my okay. Bam, my well, number. Can't argue with that. Yeah, I mean you can. People will, but but uh, I wouldn't. Not so in this room. That's where it goes. Nobody yeah. in this room's going to argue with it. Okay, and Noho's fine with being where he is. Yeah, Noho's a supporting character at best, and it's pretty one note. Rob McElhenney as Mac from Always Sunny. Like, <laughs> I mean, the dude. I mean that final scene of the season. The, the difficulty is of, fucking impressive from a yeah of radically transforming your body and learning interpretive dance and doing a very long complicated good version of that for a stupid stupid <laughs> right. comedy yeah i think deserves something but something for sure uh because here's the thing you're gonna you're about run, to run into the dramatic whoop chipper of comedy acting that is atlanta mm. and I mean that shit. What he did was badass, and a, a like a, a a third of an episode, and like it's just standing funny what he does to his body. Like you know, he, he goes cultivates mass, then he gets down lean, and then now he's like what forty, and he's just just like Chris Pratt, Guardians of the Galaxy shape, mm-hmm. maybe even better. Uh, I, I, what do you do with that? What do you do with this role in this performance? Uh, I mean, you you definitely don't put it as high as Bill Hader's comedy performance yeah uh because bill Hader has to do so much more in the acting department i um, mean he's gotta go he's is he daredevil level daredevil level he's better is he, than is he devil level because hmm. uh, I, I, I don't even know he's better than lead like i don't he's, so he's not better it's than jeffrey right he's better than bob odenkirk Ah, I yeah no, I don't agree with that. Uh, okay, I think Bob he's better than Bob the kid, he's better than young Luke from from the haunting. Is that all the higher he's going to rise? <laughs> it's tough because he's is in he a better comedy. than Noho Hank? Yes. Okay. Yes, I mean Noho Hank didn't have to learn a really difficult dance. I think Noho Hank bleached his skin and got laser surgery for no, his hair. Or do you think he's here. naturally that way? I think he's probably that way. Uh, let me ask you this. I think both these guys are better than Young Luke. I think both these guys are better than Justin Thoreau. Hmm. Bob okay. Odenkirk? I mean, I can follow you there. I mean, we're talking about the we're talking about the the dregs yeah, this is the of shit the list. That's not even like, gonna make the yeah yeah. Who cares? Um, okay. Now here's I just man, dude. I'm telling you, Dong Lover. You didn't get the chance to see any of where's, the Atlanta shit. Uh, where, um, where's Dong Lover go? I think Paperboy had the best performance in an episode. Uh, probably this, probably this, bam, like that. And, and if I was gonna, so I'd, I'd put uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Paperboy above Donald Glover as Earn Marks over like Heath Stanfield as Darius, uh, which is my Darius is kind of like a no ho. He's my favorite character on this show, but. You know, he's used kind of like a no-ho and a po, where he's like the the comic relief or the su- surprise. The co- you know, he's he's like a weird straight man, uh, bizarre, um, absurd man kind of role. Um, so now, where do these gentlemen go? That's a great question. Um, like, I feel like it's, they're not in a top ten. It's a, this list is bullshit. 
<laughs> but the top ten's loaded. Well, I feel like it's literally well, we gotta, loaded in that well, we dice start, kind of way with Shea Wiggum. Like he doesn't. Yeah, I don't think Shea Wiggum belongs in the top we, we, ten. We got to start decoupling the show, the, the people from shows. So like, yeah. let's, I'm gonna. Move I mean, them. we're about halfway done sorting this category. If yeah. I had to guess, I'm gonna put these guys in the top ten, right, right above Barry, and then we'll see, we'll see what happens. Okay, okay. Let's let's get let's get ooh. fucking tough here. I mean, ooh, man. are we saying Jared Harris is going to have to like say, "Hey, I really feel strongly about the Atlanta folk to try we're and put them above Bill Hader." We're not done. I know we're not done, but whew, that's rough. Uh, so are we saying Jared Harris is going to win this year? No, I don't. Not necessarily. I think Gary Carr has a shot at it. I think um, it's really good. Honestly, I feel like James Franco might have a shot at it. Hmm. Maybe I'm a little bit inured by how good his performance was from last year. Because Stephen like, James probably has a shot. I, really? I feel like we should take the the heavy hitters of each show and compare them, and maybe try and get like a okay. top four ish. All right. So Gary Unless Carr you think that is some going of the... to shed the booster rocket that is the rest of, and he's going to go up here. Unless you and... think that some of these secondary performances here are worthy of being considered no i think you what as, you're i think what you're trying to do than... i think decoupling these guys is important oh absolutely so um and i'm just gonna yeah, kind of so put we're looking in, at top five ish uh and, and you two. say like the homecoming guy should go yep top six yeah all right uh and then <sighs> let's leave west Chatham there a little bit Franco. Franco's. I'm going down the list. Uh, how about Ozark? You say he's the powerhouse from the show. Does he need to go higher? Uh, Charlie Tan. Yeah, higher than no. Okay. Uh, he's he's not in contention for best. It, okay, it was Charlie Cox or Vincent D'Onofrio better. Charlie Cox. Oof, I was gonna say Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm. <laughs> I don't. know. He does a lot of interesting things. I really like the episode where he's like trying to dig into the bullseye guy and he's like reading through his file but it's shown as like him walking through his memories like and just like observing like a site like a like a psychologist or Mm -hmm. it's kind of like how i like envision like the way grand admiral thrawn's mind works like how do you show a smart guy who's out of his element but he's willing to take the time to do his homework like what does that work look like yeah, um, there's the tedium of reading and build. I, I I thought that was pretty cool. It's um, a montage of him flipping through papers is boring. Yeah, what yeah, that's what's really happening. So how do you right. actually make that seem exciting? Like he's just a physical beast. Like he believably seems like he could just like <laughs> like Hulk smash you. Yeah. Um. And to, he, to the point where like when Daredevil sneaks into his house, I'm like, Are you gonna? You're yeah. in a you're in a bad state. Are you gonna be able to kill right. this guy even right. if you have access to him? Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, I don't know, but Charlie Cox is really good, and he does a lot of complicated stuff where he's kind of haunted by the spirit of Kingpin and his dad and his mom. Like, there's... Right, and I think it's a more dynamic performance. Like, Don Farrell is simply asked to be intimidating and stoic. Right. Which can get boring at times. And a lot of his performances in the plotting. Like, he's good because he just seems like every time you think the heroes have finally got... You just like nah. He's still two steps ahead of you, and you're yeah. going to be beaten and humiliated. Uh, Whereas I felt like Charlie Cox had yeah. a lot of emotions to put on display here. Um, and he's emoting without his, his eyes friends. for so much of the time, and even when he's not wearing, like he has to kind of yeah. still act a little blind, which is that's fucking hard. No, yeah, that's hard, and he does it maybe the best I've ever seen. Yep, yep. 
uh okay so let's let's i'll go with him being the best but now here's the question is how far can he rise because right. i can't put him above somebody from atlanta oh okay i mean i i don't think he's even gonna pass bobby so is he bobby, bobby okay. all right all right uh so let's keep going to well, i don't think we need to worry about Kloss. uh i don't think we need to worry i mean tobias is better than these do we are we want to sort sort this or we're trying to find like people that should rise i guess like yeah pick out the stars and and shoot them to the top <sighs> dan stevens i think dan stevens is better or as uh david holler is better as a better character than amal farouk but amal farouk is a really good villain hmm. and i don't know i don't know how far like it's so weird with you not having seen it. Yeah. Um. I guess I'm gonna not put him above Bobby Cannavale. I don't know. We'll see. We might come back to that. All right. And then we got uh, Jeffrey Wright at Jesus. Is he gonna make the top twenty? Is Jeff okay? <laughs> Gun your head. Was Jeffrey Wright as Bernard better than Zach McLaren as a Kichita? I I think yeah. Okay. I think he the just the amount an, of stuff he it's had an to argument, do. It's an argument, but the the, and, the, and the, the, yeah. the range was more difficult. All right. So how high does he rise? I mean, he's at this point a very easy for me number twenty four because <laughs> <laughs> I never saw Legion. Is he better than Charlie Cox's uh, Matt Murdock? No. Is he better than Shea Wiggum? <sighs> Maybe. Is he better than Wes Chatham? I feel like Wes is getting screwed on this. I mean, it's just I mean, it's, it's, it's it's hard. He's yeah, it's, he's a flat character, intentionally so. I just like him. I, I think know, I like yeah. the character more than I like the actor. But I I don't know. I've never seen. I mean, this guy's also just absurdly good looking. Yeah, I mean, I I think in that character more than so many others, he's kind of a package with the character, right? It's so hard to separate him because I haven't seen him in anything else. Uh huh. Yeah. So like. He is Amos, right? As much as there all is these an characters Amos. are, for, with the exception of like Thomas I mean, Bobby Jane. Bobby Cannavale, I've seen do different things. Well, I'm talking things. about James Expanse. Franco. Like the Expanse oh, is yeah, kind of yeah. like Game of Thrones early season, where it's like, wow, these guys are really right. good, but I've never seen anything. So, the exception of like Jared Harris, right? Right. Jared, I was gonna say Jared's... <laughs> last year he would have been an easy. Oh yeah. yeah, he is not. Chad Coleman, Jared Harris, the, uh, Thomas Jane. Those are the known qualities. Right. Everybody else is kind of largely, you know, unknowns. They're Kit Harringtons. And yeah. Turners. So I guess if this was like the second show that I had seen West Chatham in, I would start to say maybe he's a really good actor. Is that a shitty reason? Like, well, I just haven't. It, it I just is. don't know if this is yeah, the character. But or the... I feel like it's also a valid reason. Okay. Like so, he brings what he needs to bring to that role. What are we doing with Amos then? I don't know if he can do anything else. What, um, are you, what is he going to do when he find out? When he finds out, kill me. Likely. <laughs> it depends on what Naomi tells him to do. Like, uh, like a pharaoh of old. Um, okay. I, I'm having a real hard time with these out of the top 10 kind mm-hmm. of things. Cause I don't think Wes is going up into the top 10. Is he better? So is he better than daredevil? That's what I want to know right now. Is he better? Uh, in... no, I think he's 17 and that's okay. as high as he goes. Wow. All right. I think, I think his list is starting to take shape. Yeah. Um, yeah as a matter of fact, can we shape it a little? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So are we I don't, right Bob... now? The top 10 includes all of Atlanta people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what? Like, let me ask you this: Are we cool with Bob Odenkirk being this low down? I mean, if you're not in the top ten, you're basically dog shit. So is he right. getting the top ten? I don't see it happening. He's not going to crack top ten. I think he does belong higher than he currently right. is. But I, can... I don't really care to put him because 
he's not going to, he's not even going to pass like. Is he better than Shea Wiggum in Homecoming? I ask you. Yeah. Okay. Is he better than Wes? Uh, Amos Burton from The Expanse? That's where it gets tough. I say no. Okay. I, I could agree with that. All right. Bam. That sounds It's a little good. easier to put him over Shea Wiggum because, like, Shea kind of plays that character all the time, right? Yeah. All right. So can anyone in the bottom 20 rise? Is anyone from 20 down? Can any of them rise higher? No. All right. Uh, to, Tobias. I mean, I, I don't know that he's going to get to the top 10, but I feel like he was probably better than David Strathern and Vincent D'Onofrio, if I'm... If I'm put to it. Is he better than Daredevil? No. no better than Shea Wiggum? Can't go that high. No, come on. Better than Charlie Tahan? No. Really? I don't know Charlie. I'd put him above that. Right. I'd put him above Shea, but I haven't seen the whole season. So what do you think? Above Vincent? He's in the top 20. That's something. Yeah. All right, That's anybody that needs to go higher, I think we're good. Now we need to get this top all right, um, Jared Harris one, Gary Carr such two, a fucking to tear to tear the tear, tear deuce to tear. Uh, Bill, Hay- boy, I kind of like that. There's top. so much Atlanta in the top ten. I know nothing about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so I will say one of the most impressive performances this year, period, in my mind, is Bill Hader as Barry. I think he. Deserves to be talked good. about you know as, what? as I should, among number one. It would take like 23 minutes to watch the standout episode of Paperboy, and it's kind of like a standalone like a plot structure. You just need to know that he is kind of like a, a young rapper on the come on Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's got his first like, like record label. He's starting He's transitioned from being a drug trying to transition from being a drug dealer to being a full-time rapper. And that's all you need to know for context of like understanding the story. And I think you should watch that and tell me what you think. Maybe we can, I mean, after the ball, I just don't think we have time to, to take, we have two more monster categories. No, I'm not not saying today. today. I'm just saying that maybe we could do that. Like we can make a tweak, a final tweak tomorrow. Because I think that's the thing. Okay. It's like, I don't, Maybe. I, I don't know. Because... I feel like without the baggage of the entirety of season one and season two, I'm going to have a hard time. Because I, I think what he, yeah, I mean, I think he's better. I think he's better than Bill Hader. But Bill Hader's okay. really good. But both of these are really good dramatic comedies that right. say a lot about the human condition, you know? Yeah. Um. So there. No, I wish I had caught Atlanta this year because mm-hmm. I feel like. With as much of this as you really want in the top ten, that well, no, I think that like we this can list is almost incomplete. Me having not seen it and yeah. being able to, to well, argue. it's the same thing with like you know homecoming, I guess too. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I think I don't also think you've these seen guys, James' best work yet. These guys also need to probably like Donald Glover and uh, Lakeith Stanford probably need aren't too high. Um, is it Stefan? Is it Stefan? Who who are we talking about? St- St- Stefan James, Stephen James. Oh, it could be Stefan. I was calling him Stephen. But I've only ever seen it written. Um, all right. So my question to you is, Mr. Akinagabi, as Larry Brown from The Deuce, is he better than Bill Hader? Or Walter Cruz, I guess. Let's see. Let's dig back through my 
whirlwind memories of both of those seasons. Uh, man, he's got some tough shit to do this year. I don't know, man. He carried the whole big bad wolf plot line that was yeah, like kind of the A plot for this season. It was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, but I feel like Bill Hader's carrying the whole damn show too. So yeah, like, no, you're right. I don't think I, he's, I, I, I don't think he is. So there's my thing. I'm just, I guess, like, what do you think about him versus Walter, Larry Brown versus Walter Cruz, Stefan versus Gabinga? Um, Homecoming versus the Deuce. So many plot man, lines. So many storylines. Tough. So much professional respect at stake. The Baldies can really turn a career around or ruin one. I mean, as much, yeah. I mean, if you don't win one of these by the time. I think the only career to ruin is ours. Yeah, it's it's now a B-got. You got to get a Baldy to, uh-huh. to truly round out your awards. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's the Grand Slam. Oscar. Man. Emmy. Because it's jar- <laughs> Golden Globes. Baldy. Uh-huh. If you clean up on that, man. And a Grammy. There you go. Uh, yeah, I... And you got to win the World Series and the Super Bowl. That's the so. devil slam. Uh, so as as charming as Stefan or Stephen James is, uh-huh. Larry Brown, okay. the Benga, is also as or more charming, right? Like, okay. He's he's doing a lot of the same shit that Walter Cruz is doing. Okay. Uh, in maybe a more difficult role. I never saw Walter Cruz's dick. <laughs> I don't think you've seen Gabinga's either. I'm pretty sure that was <laughs> so, probably a prosthetic. A painted banana. Yeah. Which says something that almost every time you see a male penis, it's a prosthetic. Like, that says something about our society and, <laughs> you know. I think you might be literally selling Gabinga short. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe. Maybe he's packing. Maybe. Uh Maybe, but yeah, I could see Dirk, Dirk Diglin. I could see him above Walter Cruz, Larry okay. Brown. Jeez, Larry Brown. Five is... minutes of soul soul searing searching over my partner here. Uh, yeah. Okay, so now question: Does James Franco go above uh, Bill Hader? Because I've already decided above he Bill ain't Hader? getting above mm. Paperboy. No, I don't. I would say he's. I'm also trying oh, to fuck, get. We forgot about Gary Carr. He's way at the top he's way at the top Um, let me ask you this do you think so is bill Hader? can bill Hader go above uh cornelius hickey i'm trying to find whether like we have a real argument with paperboy here oh this this is pretty good because they're both like sort of villains in the story it's a pretty good comparison with who bill Hader and adam negatious you know bill bill Hader is sort of a hapless villain he doesn't mean to be the villain, but a lot uh, of times I he see, is. I see. I mean, he's the show's uh, protagonist, though. Yeah, but also antagonist at times. He's an anti-hero for yeah. sure. All right, so uh, what do you think? Because I, I, I don't, I don't think so. But that could be a comedy bias. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why I think comedy is easier because, like, it's a natural way to break the tension, whereas it's very hard to carry, like a very depressing or sinister plot solo, right? Maybe that's why I devalue comedy. You have a natural way to bleed tension and kind of reset things. And you can just do stupid shit that's like, 
oh, that's surprising and it's funny rather than, oh, I don't know if that surprise is believable or in character or what, you know, if it makes you laugh, it justifies it. Anyway, putting you on the spot, man, is Bill, is, is James Franco better than Bill Hader? Wait, no, I said is Bill Hader better than Adam Negatius? That's what we're trying to... Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if I simply like the atmosphere. Like, do I like these performances better than I like the atmosphere of the show? Is like what I'm trying to to figure out? Because Barry, like, lives and dies on Bill Hader. Sure, but I think a lot of people could be do, could do Bill Hader. Like I, I'd think, like for example, couldn't Will Forte do this character too? I don't like him. I would. You don't? I, I would say no. I don't like Will Forte what very much. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't even know what to do about the Baldies anymore. <laughs> do whatever the hell you want. Uh, let's move. Hmm. I, you just think you just think what he Bill Hader is doing is harder than I think what that show is doing is is a really delicate line to walk. No, you're right because I do, and it rests on Bill Hader's shoulders. And like, I do worry that like it, if 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 he becomes an unlikable character before they're ready, it's all due to his performance. Like you know, he has to. I don't know, man. I don't think so. So why why hmm. you, you, you why do you think? I mean, I just said it like that. Like, look, if Cornelius Hickey is not quite as good as he is, you still have Jared Harris and you still have uh, fucking Tobias Mindy's, Minzy's, uh Yeah, but Barry's a loaded cast, too. Like, Bill Hader's getting all-stars to work, you know, to, to, to be a straight man. Like, he's got Steven Root. He's got... Uh, uh, but I feel like the whole tone of that show rests on his shoulders. Like, Barry... I mean, it's in the title. Like the show is about this character Barry, and if so Bill you Hader want him above Adam Negation. Yeah, I think so. And I don't know where like that puts Brian Tyree Henry. Jesus, I don't know. I, and I obviously can't comment on that. I haven't seen. All that, right, but... I will do that. And I mean, that's my might... general feeling. Is we'll, that we'll, we that gotta, show doesn't work without Bill Hader's to, performance? Trying to get out of gridlock, we can we can see how everything else sits and then revisit it later. Uh, okay, so uh, you said Stephen is not better than. Than Gabinga, I don't think so. Uh, James it's Franco close, but... is he better than like? I don't. I mean, he can't be better. We already sorted the <laughs> the Deuce people out. He's so twice he... as good as anybody else on this list because uh, he's playing two characters. No, um, no, I don't think he is. Is Bobby Cannavale better than James Franco? Okay. No, the difficulty level is he better than James Franco? <laughs> Wait, that's a legitimate question. Yeah, no. I'm so, but right. is he better than James Franco? Also, is he better than James Franco? Legitimate question in this category. Uh, I thought you just asked this question twice in a row. Did what, I? What were you asking? I said, okay, I'm losing track. I'm just trying to. I'm, I feel like I'm the I'm the I'm the optometrist here. Is this better? Is this better? Is Bobby Cannavale <laughs> right. better than James Franco? Uh, no, I say no. Okay. And you don't think he's better than the people in Atlanta, I don't right? know, because I couldn't tell. You like, haven't seen all of he's, Homecoming. He's, he's has a very fun and confusing performance of some you know government mucky-muck that's all obsessed about the data. Doesn't give a shit about results, it doesn't it, seem like. It gets but, better. Okay. It, it gets right. better, for sure. I mean, shit, he ended up being one of the best parts of uh, Mr. Robot Season 3, which yeah. kind of was a slow burn character, too. I don't know, man. I don't think he's... I mean... I don't know, but like, I mean, if he doesn't hit is, Franco, then then it's all on you whether he that's makes why, the top That's 10. why I'm asking you if he's better than Franco, no. because if he's better than Franco, then like he's going to be. But if he's not, 
Now you got to make. Now I got to throw to you and say, is he in the top ten? I think he could be. Uh, I'll put him above. I'll put him and Char- okay. This is so unfair. This is so unfair. Having not seen all of Homecoming, and me having not seen any of Atlanta since oh, like so since, since since holy shit what he just dropped five spots yeah because he's a, he's a he's a very entertaining side character on okay. this show that's what okay. i'm saying like i think i can you know and uh honestly probably bob is better now we're starting i start getting confused because i don't know i haven't seen enough of shay or charlie but i think he's be- like i here, here's what i think so i just put bob odenkirk he nudged out he's he's 14 to like he's 15 and none of this matters because he's not top 10 yeah i mean do we have a good top 10 now we got jared harris pretty good we got jared harris as the terror number one gary carr as cc the deuce okay man these shows is cc better i say no because then then jared harris okay but it's a debate that what one could have and also, that it's like a debate. Yeah, it's it's horror versus street it's crime. It's it's like you know historical versus kind of modern. It's uh, you know atmospheric versus political. Fun, like I don't think terror was fun to watch, but uh, as as yeah. drab and dire as the deuce is, like the wire before it, it's it's it can also be very funny. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think so. I, I I like Jared Harris, but I also recognize that I'm in the tank for the setting and, you know. Yeah, yeah, the Historical for sure. piece, all that. God damn. I mean, Gary Carr. Uh, he's, he's defined, like, scary pimp in my mind mm. at this point. Like, yeah. there there's no one else I he's can think of. He's the, definitely the pimp I think is the scariest between all the seasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he play. He just plays smooth and dangerous. Yeah. And like, yeah. No. But Jared I, Harris he, plays. I fully believe that man like and, that can just dominate like women and men around him. Um, and kind of make you like him while he's doing it until it's time for him you not to like him or to fear him, and then it's yeah. scary. I I think those are in the an order I'm okay with. I think so too. Two. I think I'm kind of fine at the top five because I mean we haven't espoused like much of the the positives of Jared Harris's performance, but I think he plays like authoritative. Well, I and... like we spent a good five. It's been a long time ago because we've been at this for an hour. Yeah, but... I, right. That's fair. Uh, okay, I think one and two are where I like them. What about I'm fine? I think I'm fine with Bill being three, maybe depending on how high Atlanta stuff rises i don't yeah i mean that's the thing like, like okay both... let's do four and five are you are you more interested in putting brian tyree henry or adam negatius at four uh i mean th- i will say that this paperboard character is unlike i've never seen like a a rapper character that's like a three-dimensional character that has like you know, there's usually these like super hyper masculine, successful, uh, kind of ignorant, um, not very thought first perspective. And there are elements of that. Like, you know, yeah. you can tell he's a good dude, but he probably hasn't really thought a lot of social issues outside his own sphere. Um, hmm. But like, I don't know. I mean, he's 
I've seen like especially like isn't uh, Cornelius Hickey isn't isn't he gay like the, the, the kind of like yeah. the the evil misunderstood or the, the the misunderstood shady manipulative game like this guy is essentially a more maniacal Thomas from Downton Abbey and I feel like here's that's a little tropey at this point so uh-huh. like I kind of want to give Paperboy because of the originality Okay. And, you know, I think the authenticity or what feels like authenticity to this 42 year old white man. Yeah, I mean, the way the way you're describing it and basically the things that I know about Donald Glover, uh-huh. it sounds like he might be writing a lot of himself into that character. Yeah, a lot of like a lot of, you know, and it's like, I don't know, because he can't be all these things like he's writing like the perspective of wealthy, privileged black uh, black academics and you know right, uh right. poser rappers and there's probably hangers a on and each of them shitty family that drag you down like he's like he's yeah hey, he can't be all these but i imagine that's why he's got like this huge writing writer's room that he's got like a sensibility mm. and he's like i just want to talk about real shit what is it real shit that's going on within this community in a kind of interesting but also funny way and not stereotypical <laughs> like there's this one point where not tropey like I, um, I just got lots, lots of. I don't know. I, yeah, I can't just be like, oh, just one point in Atlanta where it's amazing. Um, <laughs> like I said, if you get a chance to watch, I'll have to find out the episode that yeah. that is kind of like his centerpiece this season. Um, yeah, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to put him above Adam. Okay. And then I kind of like this top ten. Okay, it's Hickey, then Larry Brown. I don't think Larry Brown's better than Cornelius. Uh, now you got to tell me if Walter Gruz is if, if he's set is he is yeah no I think okay. he's set right and uh, I think yeah Donald is I don't even think the best thing this season although he did have a really memorable role with heavy makeup and prosthetics that I don't want to spoil I will uh, say I think uh, Stephen James is getting the position above Franco because of recency like James Franco has been doing this thing for mm-hmm. two yeah no to three. Like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely giving a very good role above a very other good role because I haven't seen something like this before. Right. So that's valid. It's all subjective. Yeah. I mean, I aside from not knowing anything about Atlanta, I think I'm good with this list. Do you think do we need to get any better? We is anybody need to sneak in the top 10? Like, that's maybe the thing that I'm least sure about in this whole I, list, aside from Atlanta, obviously, is Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, I like he gets he gets a lot better in Homecoming. Right. He has more to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not just this essentially like fixer right. buffoon, mm-hmm. um, or or buffoon boss the whole time. Uh, what about anything like okay? So the other thing about the Baldies that's always good to do is, is shine a light on something. Want to shine a light on? I noticed mm-hmm. that we have. I like Legion a lot, and I think it's it's something that could get love. And I like the Expanse obviously a lot. Are yeah. we making a mistake not f- featuring any of these? Because I the thing is I if I'm being if I'm pitching straight down the middle, I don't think any of the Expanse boys get in the top ten. Here's the thing: we haven't uh, right. I agree with that, and. I think we haven't done best drama. Yeah, because it's the going Expanse to be, will earn some marks be there. At least top five. Uh, dude. Okay. All right. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, and Legion probably will get in the top ten. So, all right. I think we're done with oh, best, shit. best male actor. All right. Recap the top ten. Uh, top ten. Jared Harris is Captain Fraser. Francis Crozier. Fraser. Fraser Cro- Francis from the Terror. Gary Har as Cece, the pimp from the Deuce. Bill Hader as Barry, the assassin from Barry. 
uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Paperboy from Atlanta, Adam Negatius Scotius uh, as Cornelius Hickey from The Terror, Gabinga Akinagbi as Larry Brown from The Deuce, Stephen Steph- or Stephen or Stefan James as Walter Cruz from Homecoming. Eight, James Franco as both Vincent and Frankie Martino from The Deuce. Donald Glover as Ern Marks from Atlanta. And Bobby Cannavale as Colin Belfast from Homecoming. Top ten. It's now time for us to deliberate on the Commission podcast. And this is one of the categories that needs a little bit more explanation because obviously we have we had like 23 Commission podcasts this year. Also, this is probably going to be a retired category. Who knows what the future mm-hmm. will hold, but like uh, uh, they're commi- probably only going to be two this year. So yeah, and that they, they uh, make might qualify for best bald move moment if they're really special. But like seems seems silly to pick a, a winner out of a category of two. But uh, so we picked all of these out of a hat, and these were the top eleven. Purely random. Uh, so so to try, and also it's like it seems mean to deliberate like commission podcast where it's like, well, this one's clearly the bottom, and this is. So what we do is we have a system called the uh, FIM, the Surprise, <laughs> Fun, Interest, and Media Quality Index. Those are four things that we score from, from I guess, potentially zero, but practically from one to five. And uh, we try to figure out um, what this allows us to roughly rank the movies quickly so that we can get to a top ten or uh, and, and, and argue from there. So we did that. Um, and these are not like our actual rankings of it. These are just how it f- they, they scored on this M index. And we were like, ah, oh, JFK was going to miss the cut. And we started arguing about, you know, what movies it should bump. And like, well, you know what? We should just make it a top 11. And then we'll, we'll, we'll argue from there. Uh, because we are, we're cutting out a lot of good deliberating. Yeah. So... Uh, I know the opening question, and these are not these are in order as film. It's not in order of our, our actual final. We're about to disregard this film. Um, we, we need to swap these categories around to spell something better. Because fims, fizzums, fizzum. You could do myths real easy, and it puts the media yeah, quality you, you up front, which I kind of like. Although I'm really miffed about this system. Sifs, um, fizz, fizzum. All right, too much time has been spent on this fizzum. Uh, so I. Uh, the, 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 I know where we're at before we started recording is we wanted to get JFK in the top 10 and we were trying to decide which between we thought Looper, uh, it follows and American psycho were ones that we might be able to bump. Um, to, and to people are probably looking on. at that and saying, well, what the hell are you talking about? Highlanders, the bottom one, shouldn't that be discussion first? And you're probably not wrong. Uh, but I, we have we have some weird affinities for some of these movies yeah. and, and podcasts. The, and that's important to know, right? This is about the podcast that resulted yeah. from the commission, not so much about the movie itself, except in you know like media quality. Also, we surprise. didn't explain this film, the the fism. Uh, right. Surprise is our our the the amount of surprise that we had and consuming the media and. Mm. As you can see, JFK scored a one because we had both seen this many, many times, and we are completely. It was our. It was our complete lack of surprise, which sucks. But we came with the surprise factor to ch- to otherwise get, you know, some of these more indie movies that that might you know not not otherwise get discussed. So like it's important, but like yeah. it really bugs us when something gets unfairly penalized on some penalized unfairly penalized on surprise because sometimes a great movie 
that we've seen a bunch can shit to bed on surprise, and then that 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 kind of sucks. And so. I think JFK is a prime example of that because, I mean, you have I think seen this movie many times. I've seen this movie right. in its entirety like once before this this commission. Right. So it should probably be higher on. So th- that's the thing in surprise. We kind of lean toward the score of the person who was most surprised because like we yes. we did a. So, like, Looper has a four. Looper's uh-huh. a movie I've seen at least three times now after huh. the commission. But I hadn't. But you hadn't seen it, right? And it had, you know, Bruce Willis and JGL and, like, and it's like all one these of actors where... that you're like, well, how did I fucking miss this movie? And I, it's like, also, it's like, I, I thought it was cheesy and kind of dumb. And I was surprised yeah. at how kind of sophisticated and thoughtful it was. Yeah. So, so like, we took your score right. as opposed to my score, which would probably have dropped Looper down, which is why it's kind of in the discussion. Right. So, like, we this is just a start for us to get to a top ten to kind of start arguing. And, yeah. you know, and then the thing is, is, like, I also don't think I'm arguing for JFK to be the tenth movie. I I actually might want it to be, but it, it miffed me that it was, you know, it, it can't get higher than 11 if uh, it doesn't make the top ten. So, um, mm-hmm. okay, so let's start. Maybe we should just start sorting like we do. Um, like, is JFK better than Highlander? And then here's the other thing, the last wrinkle. So we got surprise, fun, which is how much fun we had recording the podcast or how much fun we think it was to listen to. Interest, which is did it derive any interesting conversation based on politics, quantum mechanics, uh, futurology, uh, just existential behind the scenes. life. Yeah, behind the scenes. Like, all that kind of stuff. And the media quality is, yes, what kind of movie was it? Was it a good movie? Is it the best of its genre? Is it genre-defying? Was it a genre piece that was the best of the decade that came out and maybe is a little dated? Those are the kind of things. But but that's the... Ha, Highlander. <laughs> yeah. Because we're, we're trying to decide this is this is the award for commissioned podcast. It's not award for... Because if it's award for just absolute best movie, Unforgiven I mean, yeah. would be up in here. Or Doc, and, Doctor Strangelove would probably go shooting to the top. Right. Like, it's got a five, right? Okay. I think we've said, after all this is said and done, everything we need so now, people... Now, let's throw all that out the window, and let's just argue, Yeah, uh, and then try and make our points. So, is JFK better than Highlander, like, as a podcast? Yeah. I, I think... I think so. I mean, so I, when I think of Highlander, I know that there are some funny things in that movie that I yeah. would talk about, Yeah, but I don't remember any specific things. In some of these podcasts, I remember specific jokes that we made. Yeah. That that was you know made that podcast more fun um i think that jfk was one of the more interesting podcasts we did from a discussion of kind of like um uh you know just conspiracy theories oliver stone himself Uh, oliver stone like the way to kind of think about conspiracy theories in a mm -hmm. unified sort of way um uh, and and just kind of like the discussion about this particular conspiracy theory, let alone the, you know, the skillful way in which the movie is made. So like I I, I thought it was it. I don't think it had a lot of fun. There was some fun. There was some fun stuff. There's jet, you know, uh, Coster trying to do an accent's always fun. John Candy accent. John Candy's. Uh, uh, I don't even know what you could beat beat Nick. Uh, uh, I, I mean he. He was that jazz, Nolan's jazz, yeah, lawyer, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That's a fucking weird he's, character. He's, he, yeah, he wears an ice cream suit and he says "Daddyo." Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I think it's better than Highlander, um, as a podcast mm-hmm. and as a movie. Um, <laughs> but man, you start like I don't know that it's 
better than America. I think it's better than American Psycho. But American Psycho was a pretty interesting podcast, too. It was, yeah. As befits its 4.5 on the interest scale. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of discussion about, you know, the meaning of that movie and... what and, what's, and, what's a means to be sociopath and American yeah. Dream and uh, uh-huh. Wall Street ethics and morality. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Uh, yeah, it seems like American Psycho is living and dying on your surprise. So you think I, I think I think it's better. So I think it's better. And uh, tell me if you disagree. I think it's better than American Psycho, the podcast. I'll tell you when I disagree. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, is it? I think it's better than The Exorcist. Hmm. I think it definitely stops at Doctor Strangelove. But they together might rise. Well, I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to consider this holistically, right? You can't can't say, was it a better, more interesting discussion? Well, then it definitely needs to go above that. You just can't say that because, you know, a podcast might be more fun or the movie might be better. Yeah. Or it might be more of a surprise. So, like, I, I think I could see it. I think The Exorcist also lived and died by my surprise at... It did, yeah. Because I, I and knew... And it, it just being a genre-defining right. film. And that's the thing. It's like, is four fair? Because it's not that I was surprised it was a good film. Or it was a good... It's not that I was surprised it was a good horror film. The surprise came from the fact that I was surprised it held up because it's a very old film. Mm-hmm. And it's still an effective, creepy, atmospheric horror film. And I was also surprised at just it being a good film shot well uh had a actual compelling storyline took the time with the characters so you actually felt something for them it wasn't just like a special effects fest Mm -hmm. um so like it's it's like the godfather of horror films so it's surprised but it's not like oh shit this came out of nowhere it's more of like wow i thought it was going to be this thing and it was like even more so so like Mm -hmm. is for you know, it's for fair on that. And that's why I'm like, I think I think JFK was just a better podcast than The Exorcist. The Exorcist was like um, the pleasure, I think, of a listener was like, I guess, hearing a, a, a person articulate that had never seen the film about why you already know it's good and that's pleasurable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I know there was some things about our former religion that was in there and we had some ha-has about different stuff. I, But, yeah, I think JFK is better than The Exorcist. What, what say you? the exorcist uh i like the exorcist better as a movie mm-hmm. um i don't think the discussion was as interesting as jfk i don't remember i don't remember any specific fun that we had with the exorcist i know there must have been some because some of those scenes are so ridiculous mm-hmm like the puking scenes right. and the, your mother sucks but the cocks movie, in hell. And... But the movie doesn't treat it that. Like, I remember, like... No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's hard to joke about these ridiculous... Because the movie takes it very seriously. And in yeah. the context of it, it's not it's not a laughing matter. Oh, for sure. Um, And I, I don't know. I mean, because that four on Surprise is definitely you. Yeah. Because this is a movie I've seen right. uh, countless times. Right. So if I'm if I'm going by this, I think JFK's surprise would be higher, Exorcist's surprise would be lower, and uh-huh. I could see pretty much everything else staying where it is, which kind of would swap those, yeah. Okay. All right. So I guess I'm leaning towards swapping those, but 
And I'm definitely so. Uh, I mean, that, Doctor that, Strangelove is Doctor Strangelove is where like just a beast, which probably. Yeah. I think both of these will needs actually to go rise. higher. Yeah. So, like, let's say, so, like, let's 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 do this real quick. Um, are all four? Is Doctor Strange of JFK, The Exorcist, American Psycho? Are they all better than It Follows? Hmm. Our podcast on that was so much fun. Yeah, you're uh, right, and, and I gotta always say it's the podcast, right? Um. Yeah, we are not judging the movies here necessarily. I think, so, yeah, you're right. I think Doctor Strangelove and JFK are all more in- better podcasts than it follows. But I don't think I can say the same about Exorcist, American Psycho. Maybe Exorcist. I don't think I would say that about Exorcist. I, I think if you want to make a case for Strangelove and JFK, okay, moving up above it follows. I could see that. Now, is that where they stop, or is Doctor Strange Love better? I mean, is Doctor Strange Love and JFK better than Blade Runner: The Final Cut? Which this, the thing about the Blade Runner, uh, and I always have Sean Ray to thank for this because I never would have, I probably never would have gone back and seen this otherwise. Is it? It it honestly completely changed my. It made me a Blade Runner fan. Mm-hmm. I had always yeah. been like, I understand why people like Blade Runner, and for its day, it was good. But, like, to me, this and, – and it's one of the first times where, like, I've seen a cut like this really radically change my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's always made me, like, appreciate something I already appreciated more mm-hmm. or something that – but this is, like, I, I really thought Blade Runner was boring and dull and uh, had shitty pacing and some things were just, like, silly. And this, this final cut fixes all those issues. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was – that's an it was it's an amazing podcast experience for that for that factor alone um and allowed me to then proceed to interface with the interesting part of the material in a way that i probably had never done before yeah i mean if i'm looking at standard blade runner it doesn't get a four on surprise it doesn't get a 4.5 on quality uh Mm. but the final cut man that bumped it up uh I don't know. I'm worried that we're going to too heavily weight the interesting discussion versus the fun aspect. Cause really those are the two that relate to the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, so what do you think is what you think? Dr. St- like, cause Dr. Strangelove was a lot of fun and it was interesting. Like, but Dr. Strangelove, honestly, Dr. Mm-hmm. Strangelove is getting, it's getting penalized because it's cause you're lumping it with JFK. Well, no, because it's a, it's a surprise of one because we've yeah. all seen it and we yeah. think it's, we already knew it was brilliant and it's a fucking is brilliant. And so it's a one, it didn't do anything. I almost think we this. need to like separate this into two phases where surprise and quality are like time included. And then, and then we cut those out for this. Like, yeah. okay, we've gotten to the top 10 using, all of the criteria. Okay. Now let's talk about which was the most fun and interesting podcast. Yeah, I just don't because this is such a subjective process. Like, I don't want to be bludgeoned by <laughs> a sure. number. Like, I want to be. Now, this is all about yeah, like yeah, in yeah. your balls. Do you feel like? Oh, and that's what I'm suggesting. Let's and, kind of ignore the number. I would almost take the numbers off these now. Okay. And just I can, we can do that. And just go by like, what do we remember about the we're podcast? Gonna regret, we're going to regret this. We absolutely will. It's all we're documented re- in video. We're going to regret this. Okay, um, let's not do it then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So here's the thing. Yeah. I think. Uh, oh, let, let's instead of trying to move these up in blocks of three, is Doctor Strange Love better than a Blade Runner co- co- commission I guess, podcast? I see what you did. I see what you subtly did with the hard boiled score. 
You took a point five off hard boiled. Oh, did I? Oh, did oh, I? Shit. Oh, did shit. I? No, I, I, I think hard boiled is going to be tough to beat. Honestly, yeah. no, it was, it was a fun, um, fun thing to do. And in years past, the fun commission movies tend to, uh, you know, dominate the the fun and interesting do tend to dominate. So, oh yeah, uh, I think. Do you have a problem putting Doctor Strange above above, above Blade Runner? They're identical score. No, I don't, I don't either. Um. Do you want to keep? Do you want to keep following Doctor Strange Love? Yeah, keep it, keep it going. Is he better? Is it better than the thing? I say it's better than the thing. I think the only place where Strange Love runs into competition is once it hits Heat. Okay, I can get with that. I think Heat is maybe a little too high on fun right now. Uh, it's, it's, like it's, it's got point. such a great ass, Jim. It does, but <laughs> what else does it have? Like great ass is a good start for fun. For fun, yeah, it's like one of also the movies. Like you know the 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 you know uh, Poseidon Adventure, <laughs> Pacinification oh. of Al Pacino. Like uh-huh. it's like he calcifies into this role, and that's all yeah. he can do. And this, this is definitely one of the big bullet points on that that degradation mm-hmm. that starts in like what Mad Dog and Glory, Scent of a Woman, like Scent that, of a Woman. Yeah, is like the marker where I go. Right, that's, that's a new Al Pacino. He's he's really frozen in Pacinoite. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's leave those top three for now. Okay, and let's go back to JFK and see where JFK that goes. beats Blade Runner. In my mind, no questions asked. Fuck. Okay, Fuck. not for Jim though. I mean, hmm. I think yeah, because I'm trying. To, I'm struggling to to come up with the fun on Blade Runner. I can't remember any fun. In well, it's two point five, which is like a neutral. Like it means right. it wasn't unfun. Like two- I, I'm saying, maybe it should be unfun. Because what, what jokes did we have? I like I don't remember. So, so I think unfun is things where it's like torture and rape and child murder and things like that. Where it's like the it's okay. actually not only are you not making jokes, it's it's a it's a you got it's a it's unfun to talk about. You know, like uh, that's why I think Prisoner. Uh, it's not on here, but Prisoner got like really kneecapped because it's not. It's it was it was gr- it's grim, bloody affair. You know, yeah. Um, and American Psycho American and The Psych- Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are both. Yeah, those are both. Uh, take a hit for that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, like The Exorcist getting squeaking by two for a fun. Like that's. Uh, that has to be some uh, Jesus dildo jokes, wasn't it? Like, Probably. it's got to be. You know, how do you make fun of that? Um, all right. Yeah. So, where were we talking about JFK over JFK, Blade Runner? Yeah, I I guess so then, because I think the discussion was more interesting. And all if right. we're going to say they're is neutral it, and fun, is it better than the thing? Because I'm I'm wanting Ooh, to put it right underneath Strange Love is where I want to go oh. with it. I would, if it were me, I'm swapping the thing and Looper, and I'm putting JFK just under the thing. Because the thing was much more fun. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I mean, half of my enjoyment of that podcast is that you didn't even, didn't notice, even notice his boonie hat or his whatever it was. fucking hat, yeah. which is about the size of the screen of, yeah. the, of the full frame at any given moment. That's how absorbed I was. Nothing like <laughs> it, it didn't read as ridiculous, you know? Okay, like, it's all eighties yeah. too. Like everything kind of looked vaguely ridiculous. Uh huh. Uh okay we might revisit that uh so so I'm saying yeah maybe JFK goes to five okay because yeah I definitely want to argue is, like I think Looper is living and dying on your surprise of it and 
Right. For me, I mean, but Looper was also it's the it's it's we do have a type of podcast that's like the timey wimey yeah. sci fi black hole bullshit, and this was that for this year. Right? There isn't any uh-huh. other kind of... But, I mean, look at all the other scores, right? So media quality, it's less than JFK. Interest, it's less than JFK. Fun, and, and that media quality, like, more, I, I, I think four, much. maybe, because, like, that's the thing at these points, like, uh, the, there's a big gulf between four and 4.5 that's not actually reflected in the rating, I don't think. Yeah. Because um, maybe that's the and thing. And five is, has to be classic i'm wondering if we should reevaluate this as like uh like two should be a good movie make them a little bit more logarithmic that like one Mm. is just a a shitty like this that's like toxic avengers when someone you know like like that's there's things you can like and find charming about the film Mm. and especially the podcast but like they're poorly made and they're yes yes poorly acted poorly (laughs) shot like it's uh so like i i think that like we are kind of like 2.5 is the three is a good movie Mm -hmm. and since these are all normally good movies we should probably but you know again this is probably a dead category going forward uh okay (sighs) boy we're kind of getting there uh Uh i feel like heat is too high uh yeah so i was i was open to discussion of dr strange love versus heat uh well if you're open then i'm i'm okay i'm going through that door cool uh is hard boy are we cool with hard boiled being one because here's the thing it wasn't even a, a podcast it was a live watch right but it, it was super and you had never seen it so it ranked high on surprise movie. the live watch format made it very fun like just just like it just and the movie itself is super fun it's so much fun i mean the action scenes are great it's, those, those baby scenes it defines like the gonzo action every movie. time i said surely they're not going to do the thing they that i really it. want them to do right they fucking go for it and, and I it, thought it works was interesting because we were provided with all these bat behind the scene details of john uh-huh. woo's maniacal Kubrick Kubrick esque abuse of his actors to get this stuff and yeah. uh y- yeah like he set Chow Young Fat on fire or blew him up on at least one occasion there was some <laughs> some some crazy shit happening on the set so I thought it was it was fun it was interesting it's also like it's the definitive pre American John you know mm-hmm. pre Hollywood John Woo film um so. Yeah, I guess its number is it really going to be the? It's the novelty of it being a, a live watch commission podcast is. I think that helps it. Yeah, I don't think after the fact it would have been quite as fun. Like if we had come away from the live watch and then said, "Okay, now we got a podcast." Because, hmm. I mean, all of my 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 surprise would have been tempered by time a little bit. Is it weird but that like probably moment. just a few hundred people would or are, are, are would have seen this? Because like I, I don't know how many people actually watched the commission podcast, but probably the, not a watched lot. the commission live watch, but yeah, um, hmm. I don't know. It's like I almost feel like the novelty of it because I'm starting to think, boy, Doctor Strangelove and JFK. Like to me, I the the, the podcast on this list that stand out in my mind are Doctor Strangelove. If I if I'm ignoring hard boiled Doctor Strange Love, uh, The Thing, JFK, uh, Blade Runner, and 
I mean, Highlander was fun because that that the 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 reason Highlander is fun is because we also had the the Nattercast did their companion piece mm. podcast to it, mm-hmm. and it was just a fun one, just just really fun. I I I I think that like Doctor Strangelove, JFK, and the Thing ought to be higher and above Hard Boiled because like I almost feel like we're we're way overrating the the fun factor and the 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 novelty factor of hard boiled. Do you feel like that or you're not feeling that? Hmm. If anything, I kind of think we're overvaluing or overrating the interest angle of it. Of hard boiled. -boiled. Yeah. 3.5. I mean, yeah, you're right. The only interest was like we, because I mean, if we don't peg hard boiled at, five on fun what whatever hits a five on fun yeah like i mean to me like goonies and uh Mm -hmm. back to the future things like that i think are objectively more fun because but then again if we'd live watch goonies that'd been a party on wheels right yeah so i'm i mean i'm I am comfortable saying Hard Boiled was as much fun as like a Goonies podcast. I think the podcast would have been fun too. Like if we had just mm-hmm. done the podcast, like a lot of the stuff would have been, you know, we'd have probably done a chronological uh, listing of what the fucks in this movie and it would have <laughs> been pretty good. But if we'd done it that way, but we didn't. So it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, if your house had a barn door, it'd be a barn. Uh, man, you want to, you really want to kick it down the list. You want to kick it down like five I just, places, four places. I, it it, it kind of bothers me that I feel like the format is, is, is almost cheating this category is, is cheating with this category. It's kind of like the way I felt about Downton Abbey being submitted as a miniseries by season five. Like, don't mm-hmm. fuck. Come on. You can't, this is abuse of the cat. Like uh, yeah. uh, this is. This is almost like a cat. This it, it almost feels like this is like a category of one that wouldn't have been eligible because it's 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 not best commissioned uh, thing. It's best commissioned podcast. I know it says commission yeah. at the top, but the category is commissioned podcast. I almost feel like, but I feel like that's also mean because it's super. It was super fun and interesting, but nobody, nobody, like hardly anybody watched it. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I guess I don't really care about that. Um... I'm just trying to judge them on their own merits, and it's tough. I mean, all of this is subjective. Uh, fuck, I'm I'm trying to justify in my head why Hard Boy will be higher than Doctor Strangelove. Is it simply because of fun? Because Doctor Strangelove was also very fun, mm-hmm. not as fun, right? But it was a hell of a lot more interesting to talk about. Yeah, I wish I could make this open up on you. Oh, I can. Okay. So here's how many bald movers. 284 bald move people have watched this thing. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I guess an argument would be like, hey, maybe this will be a good introduction because it's a free one. It's a good introduction to the concept of live watching something. I guess. I mean, I can talk myself into Dr. Strangelove going up. Just swapping it with Hard Boiled. Okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of a podcast that I had more fun with than Hard Boiled this year, and there isn't one. No, it wasn't a great year for fun podcasts, it didn't seem like. Um, Highlander was pretty fun. And by that, I mean fun. But but we, a lot of, uh, also a lot of the fun ones got, like, 
weighed down by other cat like like Lost Boys, for example. Oh, Lost Super Boys was fun. a ton of fun. Yeah. Super fun, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the surprise factor. The movie's the, not great. The movie yeah. quality. Yeah, yeah I really kind of hurt it. Um, so I think here's the other thing. I think JFK should be higher than everything. Than I think it should jump over the thing. What do you think about that? Because there again, it's two points higher than JFK, but only because I had never seen the thing before. And, and some, it was, it you was know a what? Lot for some fun. reason, it looks like we split the difference on the thing. Because if I'd have just done the thing, I would have probably. Well, I there again, it it's it is the genre. It, it is like a genre defining and decade defining film mm-hmm. in retrospect, and that's its reputation. But I just automatically, when I see old horror science fiction, I just oh well, you're going to have to overlook some bad matting and this, and, this. and you do. But it didn't. You know, some of it gets in the way, and some of it doesn't. You know, I think JFK in places gets in its own way. I I don't think that's a perfectly constructed film. Yeah. Um. But but again, I'm I'm arguing on the merits of the podcast. I'm saying that like. Well, you're the, not. You're saying. <laughs> I mean, this was very specifically. You were saying the thing has. Well, flaws, no. Yeah. I was saying the only reason it's two points higher is because of surprise, and uh-huh. we and I'm arguing two things. One, we split the difference of surprise because your surprise was one and mine was like five, and then I'm also questioning: is my surprise really five? Because. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to unpack why I gave it like a rear high surprise, and it's because because I you know I know its reputation, but I just automatically assume that something that old in that genre is going to not hold up as well as it did. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the surprise, man, the surprise is the fucking worst. I hate it. Uh, do you, so do you? But it's got to be in there for good reasons. Yeah. Do you, like, yeah. Agreed. Do you think JFK? Do you think the thing's a better podcast than JFK? I guess that's at the end of the day. Score be damned, and I don't think it is. But I might be pushing too hard for JFK. Well, I think JFK... Because I love JFK. I feel like JFK is overrated on the fun. Because ah, all I remember of the JFK podcast see, is talking conspiracy bra- theories. We're and, getting a brass task, tax. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, we have to at some point. Well, so, so JFK, like, is, it's, it's, at, it's at meh level of fun, according to the score. Yeah, it's right in the middle. I would say there wasn't much fun to be had in JFK. Like, making fun of an accent here or there is one thing. But when you're talking about the thing yeah. where <laughs> I mean, even just talking about the effects was fun. Uh-huh. Uh like the, the fucking dogs morphing out tentacles and shit mm-hmm. and uh I don't know. There was there was more fun to be had in the thing certainly than JFK. A lot more interest in JFK, I'd say. I think it's reflected in the score though. Like it's one and a half point higher than in in it in is. the fun. I don't think the thing was a f- like high like four 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 going for higher than four would be. I don't know that. No, I, I, I agree. With that. Yeah. So you you don't think uh, JFK should go higher than the thing or Heat? Is Heat getting a three point five simply from Pacino's huge great ass for fun? Yeah. Maybe. So 1.5 seconds of that movie was fun to quote, and therefore <laughs> we're ranking it that high on fun. I mean, fun's a subjective thing. Like, For sure. Fun yeah. is it's not funny. It's fun. And I don't... Yeah, you're... I mean, you're kind of right, because, like, I also... I think uh, the 
like the positive regard you have a a picture like bleeds into that too like the fact that it, it was it, it was does. fun to read to, to watch and it was a pleasure to watch and record a podcast on this mm-hmm. so i would say that's true of basically every movie on this yeah, list yeah you're fucking me you're fucking me with this shit uh <laughs> <laughs> so what are you saying the heat's too high yeah I kind of think so too. Yeah. I think the heat, the heat is, is classic. Heat number five? It's, a, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's a better yeah. movie than uh, almost everything on here, except for Doctor Strangelove, JFK. You know, but uh, yeah, I feel like so. Like the heat needs to go down to looper level. Yeah, like right under JFK, maybe. Okay. And then we just have to. We have to figure out the thing in JFK, which I think I think this list is in the right order. All at the least, way top at least for the top five. I, I haven't really examined the bottom five, but all right. Uh, do you have any? Do you it. have any desire to like settle? Because like I, I guess uh, I think Blade Runner should go above Looper, and then I think I'm about good. Okay, I can see that. Blade Runner uh, over Looper. Exorcist was not much fun it follows was a lot more fun i think highlander is the one that gets a chop on the uh it follows was interesting oh okay so highlander or american psycho oh man oh man for which one doesn't even make it on the list huh yeah damn i know it's brutal Gun to your head, which was the which I, was the better in your mind a better podcast, American Psycho or Highlander? And that's the thing is like, shit. We listen was to, good we listen to we sections near... of some of these podcasts to try to figure out like you know to try, try to get ten or you know it's yeah it's been a year since we recorded some of this stuff. American Psycho, I think it has been a year. Um, I I think I feel like I in I. I give more weight to the fun category and you give more weight to the interest category. <laughs> That's just the problem here. Cause my, fair. my gut feeling is Highlander needs to make it on this list and American psycho slips off. I actually agree with that. Okay. All right. Then we have our list. I think. Sorry, American psycho. And whoever commissioned this and... it, this is not a referendum on your, your intentions and quality of the thing that you, this is a very weird category. Yeah. That, it's super strange that uh but yeah and also this is one that the the listeners get to to weigh in on too oh do they yeah nice so they'll get to you know that's what that's, if they pick one that isn't even on our top 10 i don't know that that's happened that it's that a winner has come from off our top 10 but like honestly this this was a it's a very tough top 10 and it was a really tough like top 17 18 movies um, I think there's like most years there's usually a natural kind of top 10, top five, and this was a lot tougher to find. So a uh, good year for the final year of uh commission podcast. Oh, you know what? There actually, there actually will be a few more commissions this year because we know that we sold partial shares of some of these community commissions when we closed down mm-hmm. and we've got to make that right somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like, we're not sure whether we just want to uh, do, just go ahead and do those partially sold commissions, or we want to refund. Let's do part of a podcast. <laughs> However many shares we watch that much of yeah. the thing, yeah. Um, or whether we want to issue refunds or, or or something else. I, I, but so there could be a handful of commissions that come out in 2019. Yeah, um, we'll see. 
Okay, so the final rundown, Doctor Strange Love at one, Hard Boiled at two, The Thing at three, JFK at four, Heat at five, Blade Runner six, Looper at seven, It Follows at eight, nine, Exorcist, and ten, Highlander.